It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Thursday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Thursday, March 31st, last day of the month. I hate February. I love March. Uh, and I guess I just like April. I'm, it's a little more than like baseball starts. You got the Masters. Uh, but college basketball is going to be over here in, in five days. It's going to be over. And uh, that's always a sad day for me because I love me some college basketball. Now, the NBA will keep me going. Major League Baseball starts next Thursday. Masters starts next Thursday. If you had your choice, Masters or Final Four, and you've never been, which one do you go to? Which one do you choose to go to first on your bucket list? Answer that one on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. 414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 414-1450. You can also join in on the conversation during the show on the M&M Cartage hotline. That is 502-384-1450, 384-1450. If you've uh, just got something to say and you want to say it out loud, go ahead and call me on the M&M Cartage hotline. With college basketball ending and, uh, you know, summer right around the corner, here we are, spring break, and a lot of colleges and high schools getting ready to start or already underway. I remember last summer I didn't do the show, right? I stepped away. I, t- I told Dugan, the boss, uh, you know, i just uh, not feeling it. Then I got home, all right? Then I got back home, retired from my real job, and there's nothing to do. There was nothing to do. Golfed a little bit. Went to some uh, St. X baseball games. Went to some, you know, movies, movie night, pandemic, kept trying to still keeping people away. Watched a lot of movies at home. I'm not going to make that mistake again because I sort of begged to get back on the air. I'm not going to lie about it. Called and said, you know what? I'd like to come back. I'm kind of bored here. And luckily, thankfully, the boss was uh, – in a good enough mood that day, I guess, to say, okay, come on back. No problem. But you can't, you can't quit every summer and come back in August when college football is getting ready to start. So what do I do here for the next three months, four months? Got baseball, Major League Baseball. I love baseball. Season starts on, on uh, Thursday next week. We got a whole bunch of great players on new teams. We've got teams that haven't been relevant in a long time, like the Twins and the Rangers making big moves in the offseason. we got the Reds having what apparently is another fire sale here. They've got Joey Votto left and a bunch of other guys. They lose Jesse Winker. They lose Eugenio Suarez. They lose Tucker Barnhart in the offseason on a team that I thought was pretty good. I got a text from my buddy Big Al the Fish last night. The Reds, we always bet the over-under on the Reds every year. Every year we'll bet over or under total wins for the Cincinnati Reds. It's 74 and a half. 74 and a half. Now, 81 wins gives you a 500 record. 
74 and a half, you're not going to the playoffs. That's the over-under for the Reds. I like to bet the over. I like to bet the over because I pull for the Reds. I'm a Cubs fan, but I pull for the Reds. Bats are the farm team for the Reds. I've got my season credential for the Bats games ready to go, go to a lot of Bats games. See a lot of these guys on rehab assignments. I pull for Cincinnati. I was a Reds fan back in the 70s before cable TV came around and I saw the Cubs every day and became a Cubs fan. I was a big Red Machine fan. Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, Pete Rose, Tony Perez, Ken Griffey Sr., Dave Concepcion. He was just Ken Griffey back then, by the way. There was no Ken Griffey Jr. George Foster, Don Gullett. I could go on and on. Dan Dreesen off the bench. Cesar Geronimo. I was a huge Reds fan. So I still pull for Cincinnati. This feels like a lost year. And it felt like they were close. They've lost Castellanos. Nick Castellanos. They let him get away. You trade Winker. You trade Suarez. You get a young outfielder from Seattle, Jake, Fra- Jake uh, I think his name's Fraley, in return. He's really good. I watched a lot of games last year. He's a good, outf- good young outfielder. But it feels like you've given up on this season. I'd love to know what Joey Votto thinks right now. Because you went from a team that could contend in the National League Central to a team I don't think contends, uh, to a team that I think fights the Pirates and the Cubs for last place in the division. Milwaukee, St. Louis, they got to be licking their chops here because I thought the Reds were primed to win that division. Brewers lost a little bit. They'll still be good, still got a really good pitching staff. Cardinals are always going to be formidable because of ownership, because of um, the culture of baseball in St. Louis. They're always going to be a tough out, as they say. But the Reds, I'm tempted to go under. I hate to take the under 74 and a half there. Because if the Reds win 73 games, that means they're going to lose 89. That's a really bad year in Cincinnati. That's a really bad year anywhere. Now, there are teams that are going to win. You know, the Orioles might win 60 games. Yeah, that's a really bad year. That's really bad. The Kansas City Royals, Tigers, um, Pirates, they might, they might lose 100 games. But if the Reds lose 89 games this year, that is a bad, bad year. So I, I think the under is probably the bet, but I'm going to have to text Big Al the Fish back and tell him, hey, let's go with the over. Let's pull for some, some uh, magic here in Cincinnati. Jonathan India going to be a really good second baseman. They have good young players, but this team is nowhere near as talented on this day, today, March 31st, as they were at the end of the season last year. And that's disappointing. So, yeah, I got baseball all summer. I'll be able to talk about that. I got the NBA playoffs pretty deep into the summer, although I'm probably not going to have the Lakers. The Lakers are now back in the hunt, back in the hunt for – the playoff or the play-in games because San Antonio lost last night. So if the season ended yesterday, the Lakers were out. If it ended today, the Lakers are in. 
But if it ends tomorrow, the Lakers might be out again because they play Utah tonight in Utah without LeBron James, who went back home to get his ankle looked at. And by the way, the Lakers are 13-point underdogs in Utah tonight. So if they lose tonight, they're back out of the play-in portion of the postseason. That's a lot of peas. But I got the NBA. I'll talk NBA all day if you want me to. I love watching the NBA. I love watching a mediocre NBA game a lot more than I like watching a mediocre college basketball game. If I have no dog in the fight, if Kentucky's not playing or Louisville or Indiana or Purdue or, or uh, Bellarmine, and it's a mediocre college game, I'll watch, an, uh, I'll watch two bad NBA teams all day long. And that sounds sacrilegious in this part of the country, but have you watched the NBA lately? Very entertaining. Watched uh, Phoenix and Golden State last night and went down to the wire. Good defense. Phoenix won it 107-103. Devin Booker, probably top five in MVP votes this year. Had 22, didn't shoot the ball well. Phoenix got their 62nd win of the season. So I go all day talking about the NBA, and I will on some days during the uh, playoffs. I might go back to my movie Thursdays. Remember movie Thursday? I would pick out a category whether it was football, baseball, basketball, other, horse racing, golf. Pick a sport. Tell me your favorite movie that has that sport involved in the plot. Right? I don't want a a drive-by here where there's one scene of a guy golfing. Right? That's not what I want. Don't give me that. I want a movie that that uh, is about golf. Happy Gilmore. It's about golf. It's a goofy comedy about a moron hockey player who can hit the ball 500 yards off the tee and doesn't know how to play golf, but it's still a golf movie in essence. So I might go back to movie Thursdays. That was fun. That was fun because I polled a lot of local media members. I did this probably... Jeez, this was when I was doing the late afternoon show. Douglas, remember those days? I certainly do, sir. I remember it'd be... Uh, Back in the day. In the golden days. Yeah, this was four years ago. The glory ago, days, Three, three four years ago where I said, you know what, I'm just going to pull these local media members. I'll get a, you know, what's your favorite? Give me your top three baseball movies. And they would I'd give them credit. They didn't have to answer me. A lot of them loved it. Answered me, but gave me reasons. I'm going to go I think I'm going to go back to that. We're going to try that again this year. Maybe starting after the Kentucky Derby. Maybe we'll start it mid-May. After I get back from my vacation that the boss doesn't know I'm taking yet. Oh, cat's out of the bag. But movie Thursday, it was fun. It was fun. Favorite baseball movie, favorite football movie. Don't don't send them to me now because this is this is audience friendly as well. This is audience friendly as well. The Thornton's text line, I'm going to I'm going to say light me up on those days. Hit me up with your favorite sports movie, whatever theme I picked that day. I watched a movie yesterday afternoon. Got home, the wife was gone uh, with her mom doing some stuff, so flipping around, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is on. I've seen it probably 4 times. 
But it's one of those movies for me, and everybody has these movies, where you're flipping around, you hit it, doesn't matter where you're at in the movie, I'm watching the rest of this movie. Born Identity is one for me. Shawshank is one. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I caught it early. And Brad Pitt, Leo, great, fantastic. Al Pacino cameo, can't go wrong with that. And it's it's not a short film. It's not it's not a ninety minutes. It's two and a half three hours. The uh, alternate universe, what might have happened, had the Manson killers not really gotten to the Sharon Tate house. It's 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 Tarantino. If you like Pulp Fiction, if you like. Inglorious Bastards, which is uh, one of my favorites as well. If you like Tarantino and you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you will love it. There you go. See, I'm already on movie Thursdays. This is Thursday, right? Yeah, this is Thursday, so I guess that's okay. NFL, we can talk about every day. I've said this before on the show. The NFL is 365 a year. Between the Super Bowl, then you got the Combine, you got Pro Days, you got the Draft, Draft coming up here soon. You've got free agent period, trades. NFL's bizarre. I saw this yesterday. Peter King last night texted us out. By the way, Bruce Arians has stepped down as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to get into that more after the break. The big question is why now? Tom Brady retired. Tom Brady came back. Now Bruce Arians, here we are, ready to go. He steps down. Todd Bowles, defense coordinator, former New York Jets head coach, takes over the reins in Tampa Bay. Byron Leftwich will still be the offensive coordinator. And Tom Brady's a quarterback. How much did Tom Brady have to do with Bruce Arians stepping away, going into the front office now in Tampa? It's an interesting question. I don't believe there is no connection here. Let's put it that way. And I'll delve into that after the break. But I did see this from Peter King last night. One month ago, this is how much things change in the NFL. One month ago, Russell Wilson was a Seahawk. Tom Brady was retired. Aaron Rodgers' Packer future was in doubt. Carson Wentz was a Colt. Devontae Adams was a Packer. Calvin Ridley was an active wide receiver for the Falcons. Khalil Mack was a Bear. Von Miller was a free agent. Mitch Trubisky was the Bills' backup quarterback. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck worked for Fox. Al Michaels worked at NBC. Kirk Herbstreet was primarily a college football analyst. Deshaun Watson was preparing for the first of two grand juries. Tyreek Hill was a Chief. And Bruce Arians was the Buccaneers' head coach and had recently lost his Hall of Fame quarterback to retirement. That is one month ago. That is why the NFL is 365 a year. There is always something going on in the news cycle of the National Football League, and Roger Goodell could not be happier about that. You hear this all the time. Any press is good press. Ask Chris Rock and Will Smith 
if any press is good press. Right? Ask them. It was uh, atrocious what happened at the Oscars. Yet Chris Rock's concert sales skyrocketed after that incident. Will Smith, he's uh, producing a new show on uh, Peacock called Bel Air. It's a reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and he's a one of the producers. People are now watching it more than they were before the incident. Any press seems to be good press. I will delve into the Buccaneers after the break. Uh, Bruce Arians, yeah, he's almost 70, but it is a very bizarre situation in Tampa Bay because he's got a team that can win the Super Bowl. And who steps away from a team that can win the Super Bowl? NIT final tonight. I'll try to give you a winner there. Texas A&M is a four-and-a-half point favorite over Xavier. Eric Church canceled a concert this Saturday. I'll tell you why and if he should have done it. Let's uh, go ahead and judge Eric Church here. L women are big underdogs tomorrow night. We'll hit on that. And also, I'm, I'm uh, still watching Winning Time on HBO, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. We'll try to delve into that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open 502 384 1450. 384 1450 to join in on the conversation. If you'd like to hit me up on the Thornton's text machine, it's 502 414 1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. And don't forget, you can send your pick in on the Thornton's. Text line 414-1450. If I gave you tickets, free tickets, free travel, you can go to the Final Four, which is Saturday and Monday, three games, or you can go to the Masters. I'm going to give you the final two rounds, Saturday and Sunday, at Augusta. I've been to the Final Four in 2012 as a fan, not as a media member. It was great. Had a Had a blast. New Orleans, different kind of town. And as far as the Masters is concerned, I've been to a practice round on a Tuesday at the Masters, and it was glorious. I can't imagine that being there on Saturday and Sunday wouldn't be even better. But hit me up on the text line at 414-1450 to let me know which one you would choose. Big X Golf Cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round. With the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Under $25 a round, cart included. Get yours now. Supplies are limited. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Bring in David, friend of the show. How you doing today, David? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, John. Um, you know, it's interesting about the Final Four, the way it's kind of shaping up. I guess you could say it's just your blue blood type Final Four. No, yeah. uh, you know, no kind of like – I was really cheering hard for St. Peter's, though, after they knocked off Kentucky and Murray and Purdue. And, man, what a letdown Sunday was. You know, when Carolina yeah. had – Yeah, Sunday you know, was bad. I mean, I, Sunday was bad. Yeah. 
Kansas yeah. had an easy time with Miami, and uh, yep. and of course Carolina just rolled over St. Peter's. You got to remember these these startups are great stories. Last year was I think it was oh, Oral, yeah. Oral Roberts. This year it's St. Peter's. But when you get to the Final Four, once you get past the Sweet 16, all bets are off. Now, St. Peter's did reach the Elite Eight, which surprised right. me the, the, with the win over Purdue. Yeah. That was surprising. But for the most part, once you get to the Elite Eight, Final Four, all these fun little stories and single-bid leagues, they're gone. They're gone. Although that uh, was it, that Loyola Chicago, Loyola, Chicago was a great that made story. that one. Great story. Yeah. And they got to the Final Four. Um, George Mason and got Butler. to the Final Four. Butler was a great story two years in yes. a row. Uh, VCU came out of the play-in games and got to the Final Four one year. So it does happen. It just doesn't happen very often. And when you get to the Final Four, it's usually the same names you see year in and year out. And to the, this year yeah. is no different. Carolina, Duke, Villanova, Kansas. Uh, right. Three and a half, I would say, Blue Bloods. Although Villanova's elite, they're they're close to being a blue blood, but I don't think they're there yet. They're elite, uh, and I think yeah, I hope Villanova. I hope Villanova could you know maybe maybe be the one, but I bet I bet what's going to happen is who do you, you know, like here, Mike Krzyzewski and Duke. You like I bet Duke? that's what's probably going to happen. Do you yeah, think? you know a lot of yeah, fans around here don't want to see Duke win, and I get that. That's true, they don't. The good news would be it's you know you don't you don't have to put up with Coach K anymore. I guess if you're a Duke hater. Part of the reason you're a Duke hater is they're so good, they're so they've won so many times, and Coach K is such a good coach. So at least he's gone, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, but at least right now, for what's been going on, I mean, after Kentucky lost or whatever, it's like I, I'm, I'm inter- I've been somewhat entertained though by Coach K. It's like, well, I figure, okay, he's on his way out, so I'll just listen and look for his, you know, kind of if he keeps winning and the happiness that he shows and. <laughs> You know the the patting everybody on the back. Oh, and, he loves you know everybody when he's the, winning. He the, always does. Yeah, yeah, and I'm entertained. You know, I figure, okay, I'm, I'll take his entertainment because even a couple of times during the season, you know, when when he won or lost or whatever, at least whatever. Well, like I said, I tell you, look back, like Virginia Tech. I, I mean, it, you know. I'm, that was something in the ACC tournament yeah. that they showed. But yeah, like I said, having Duke there and. You know, just and like I said, just just trying to figure all this college basketball things out. Uh, like I said, I'm, hopefully the Louisville women can. Yep. Like I said, but they've got a big mountain on this Final Four. I mean, they they really yeah. do. So I mean, they they they're not going to be the shoe in just to no, walk no. through it. They're I the mean, underdog. Although they had the other round. They're the underdog. I don't think there's any question. Yes, about they it. are. I appreciate the call, David. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yes, sure. Thank you as always. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. The Louisville women are underdogs, eight and a half point underdogs to South Carolina, by the way. So, I mean, they're probably considered. And I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure if I went to uh, the uh, the uh, casino, they would be considered the longest shot on the board right now in the women's tournament. And Mike Shashevsky, he's a different Mike Shashevsky right now. Remember, he never would do those interviews with the sideline reporter. I was shocked, but. He's having fun with them. He's loving doing these interviews. He knows there's no pressure on Mike Krzyzewski. He's got 13 Final Fours now, more than any other coach in the history of the game, including John Wooden, who won 10 titles. And it was easier to get to the Final Four back in John Wooden's day. There were fewer teams that you had to compete against in the tournament and in the regular season. 
Oh, remember well, there when John Wood was there, only one team from each conference got to go to the NCAA tournament. That was it. Mike Shashevsky's having fun now, and we've never seen him really having fun, right? He's been the co. Oh, he's always gruff. He's always he won't talk to the media. He's mean to the media sometimes. He's not that guy right now because there's no pressure. He knows he's got two games left. This is it. He he's tweeting out about his final practice at Cameron Indoor Stadium the other day. He's doing it on camera, on Twitter. You would not have seen this last year or the year before or any time in his tenure. But what's he got to do? All I got to do is coach two more games, and then I'm off to pasture. That's it. Tony said it yesterday. Tony Burke said it yesterday. Duke's going to win this thing. It's it's just one of those meant-to-be things. Duke's going to win it. I don't think Duke's going to win it. I think another team's going to win it, and I'll tell you who that is tomorrow. Would it surprise me if any of these four teams won it? Yes, it would surprise me if Villanova won because of the injury to Justin Moore, Joshua Moore. It would surprise me if Villanova won. Justin Moore is a country singer. I called him that yesterday. That's the only one that would surprise me. Speaking of country singers, while I've got your attention, Eric Church had a concert scheduled for San Antonio this weekend. The same arena, by the way, where uh, one of the regionals was at this past weekend. He canceled it because he is a huge North Carolina Tar Heel fan and he wants to go to New Orleans to the Final Four. Now, what do you got to do now if you're Eric Church? What do you have to do to – I mean, you're giving – everybody gets their money back. I get that. Those people didn't want their money back. Those people going to that concert in San Antonio couldn't care about the Final Four. Eric Church, by the way, if you remember when he came to the Yum Center, he plays a long time, three-hour show. He's great. He doesn't take breaks. He doesn't shortchange the audience. Great entertainer. Fantastic entertainer. He knew when the Final Four was when he scheduled the concert. He didn't expect his Tar Heels to be in the Final Four when he scheduled the concert, but he knew when the Final Four was. What do you have to do now if you're Eric Church? Everybody get their money back. They didn't want their money back. They wanted a show. Here's what you got to do. You gotta have a free concert. You gotta have, maybe you gotta have two free concerts in San Antonio. Have them outdoors in the summer. You know, you put them put them at a fairgrounds type of location. Everybody gets in free, and we're gonna do two of these. We're gonna do them back to back nights. You want to come twice? Come twice. Because you know. You love your fans. Everybody, all these country singers, all these entertainers, oh, we love our fans. Our fans are the greatest. Well, you're dissing your fans here. So I'm sure the PR people in Eric Church's camp are saying, well, we got to do something here. We got to do something. Got to do something. How about if you have five concerts? Remember Jack Harlow came to Louisville, his hometown? had five concerts at five smaller venues. 
get all the people that had tickets, everybody that had tickets, and invite them to different venues. Pick your venue. Come see me play at a little honky-tonk in San Antonio. And you got to play for three hours. You can't shortchange the audience. Eric Church fans are now pulling for Duke to win by 20. That's just the way it is. He dissed us. We hope his team loses. Texter says, who's your born and bred? It's the final four for me unless Kentucky is playing. All right, I get that. So if Kentucky's playing, not going to go. But if it's anybody except Kentucky, I will take the final four over the last two days of the Masters. Okay, I get that. Uh, Texture says Super Bowl is the most overrated sporting event by far. Well, the Super Bowl, and a lot of these major events have done this, they they outprice the, the general public. You can't go to the Super Bowl. I can't go to the Super Bowl. I can't pay the money to go to the Super Bowl. Parking for some Super Bowl locations this year was $500. Parking. You could park half a mile away from SoFi Stadium this year for 500 in cash. That's crazy. But that's the way it is. Guess what the Super Bowl had this year? A full house. A sold-out SoFi Stadium. The NFL is going to price these tickets as high as they can as long as people are going to buy them. I can't go. Johnny Johnny Normal can't go. Middle-income, middle-aged American can't go. And you can be a season ticket holder for the Cincinnati Bengals this year. They make the Super Bowl. You would have to cancel your next five vacations to go to that Super Bowl this year against the, uh, the Rams in SoFi Stadium. You would have had to, if you want to pay for the ticket, Pay for the hotel, which is crazy, crazy astronomical. It's just like when you know Derby Week hotels in Louisville are five, six, seven times what they normally cost, even more some places. It's the same thing for the Super Bowl. You would have to more, you know, maybe take a second mortgage out, cancel all your vacations for the next five years, and then perhaps maybe you would have enough to go to the Super Bowl. Two tickets, hotel, airfare, uh, $500 for parking. Any restaurant you go to, they're going to gouge the prices for you. Anywhere you go in the city that week leading up to the Super Bowl, prices are going to be outrageous. So I would not say Super Bowl is the most overrated sporting event, but I would say to attend, maybe so. Maybe for John Public. I was going to talk about the Buccaneers here, but I got sidetracked. Um, all right, NIT tonight, Xavier. I'm going to talk about the Buccaneers after the break. NIT tonight, Xavier and Texas A&M. Xavier beat St. Bonaventure in the uh, semifinal. Texas A&M with an easy win over Washington State. A&M's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm giving out Texas A&M. I think Buzz Williams has his team on a mission. They got to the SEC championship game and lost. He thought they should be in the tournament. They're now 27-12. and 12. Uh, They didn't make it into the big dance, obviously. Buzz Williams has used that as motivation for his team. 
And I think they put it on Xavier tonight. I'm going to take Texas A&M and lay the four and a half points there. Tiger Woods apparently is in the field at the Masters. I don't know what the odds are. I'll check them tomorrow for you before I get here. Uh, he was 60-1 to 1 before we knew for sure he was going to play. If you go to the Augusta National Golf Course website now, they've got the field on there for the Masters. Tiger Woods is on it. Now, he can withdraw anytime he wants. If he goes out and plays Tuesday, plays the par three with his son Charlie on Wednesday, Thursday morning he gets up and his legs bother him, his foot's hurting, he feels like he can't do it, then he can withdraw. But as of right now, he's playing. Tiger Woods is going to tee it up on Thursday. Nobody could be happier than ESPN and CBS. Nobody can be happier. Because people want to watch Tiger Woods. This might be the highest rated show. If if it's on ESPN Thursday, it might be their highest ratings ever. And that includes anything they've ever had on ESPN. Because people, and me included, people want to see Tiger Woods play golf again and see if he can play, play golf at a level that he's accustomed to. I wouldn't bet against him. He was 60-1 to 1 before we knew for sure he was going to play. I think now we know for sure he is intending on playing at Augusta. And I would love to know what the if you got the odds, send them to me. Text line, Thornton's text line, 414-1450. All right, we'll be back. Uh, going to talk about Bruce Arians and this very bizarre Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment. Eminem Cartage hotline still available if you'd like to call in and speak uh, real words on the show. 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Or you can text me on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, uh, the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card is now available. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. In Santa Claus, Indiana, you can play these great courses under $25 around, cart included. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457 to get your card. That's Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 around with cart included. Get yours today. Supply is limited. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians moves to the front office. This happened yesterday. And I mentioned this earlier. The NFL is 365 days a year. The things that have happened in the past month without a season going on, we had a combine. Russell Wilson's now in Denver. Tom Brady is back. He was retired. He's no longer retired. Aaron Rodgers is back with the Packers. But his best wide receiver is now in Las Vegas. Calvin Ridley got busted for betting on games while he was inactive last year. He will probably sit out the entire season as Falcons wide receiver. Carson Wentz is no longer a Colt. Um, Matt Ryan is the new quarterback in Indianapolis. Khalil Mack was a bear. He's gone. Mitch Trubisky is now the Steelers' starting quarterback, at least as of today. When you turn on your TV next year for football, 
Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are going to be on ESPN instead of Fox. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet are going to be on doing the Amazon games every week. Deshaun Watson got by without getting indicted in the grand juries, but he still has civil cases against him. Tyreek Hill's been traded. And Bruce Arians was the head coach who had recently lost his Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, when Tom Brady went to London for a Premier League game, to, and also, by the way, to meet with the owners of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they just happened to be there. Coincidence? I think not. The question is, the question at the time was, why is Tom Brady meeting with the owners of the Buccaneers after he's retired? Well, either A, he wants to come back and play for the Buccaneers, or B, he wants to convince the owners to grant him a trade to San Francisco where he can play for Kyle Shanahan and play with a really good 49ers team. Bruce Arians was never shy about his comments regarding Tom Brady. When Tom Brady didn't play well, Bruce Arians, the head coach, who was 69 years old at the time, had no problem saying the greatest of all time did not play well today. Here's what he did wrong. Tom Brady doesn't want to hear that. Tom Brady wants to run everything. He wants to run everything. He got Antonio Brown in there. He got Antonio Brown to New England. Bill Belichick said, nope. Finally, it was quick. Nope, not going to happen. Josh Gordon, same thing. Tom Brady gets to Tampa. He gets Antonio Brown there. Bruce Arians did not want Antonio Brown there. And Bruce Arians was right, as it turned out, even though Antonio Brown helped the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl. And I guess when you put it in that context, the question is, okay, who was right? Arians didn't want him there, but Antonio Brown helped them win a Super Bowl. Brady wanted him there, but it imploded in the end. Where there's smoke, there's fire here, folks. That's all I'm saying. Where there's, folk, where there's smoke, there's fire. Because the, the way these events happen, the timeline here is unbelievably fishy. Tom Brady retires. Bruce Arians is excited. We've got a young quarterback coming in here, Kyle Trask, the old Florida Gator. We got, he's, we're going to see what he's got. We're going to see what he can do for us because we like him a lot. We love our roster. Ryan Jensen's back at center. Um, you know, our defense should be great again. We got Leonard Fournette back in the fold, this receiver core of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. We've added uh, Gage out of Atlanta. This is a good football team, and I'm excited to see what we can do. We got a young guy, young guy quarterback. We're going to see what we can do. There's the timeline so far. Now Tom Brady goes to London, talks to the owners, and announces, I'm coming back. I made a mistake. Shouldn't have retired in the first place. Had to think things over. But uh, let's, let's go on another run here. You would think Bruce Arians, at almost 70 years old now, would be ecstatic. You would think Bruce Arians would say, oh, this is great. Now I don't have to rely on a young quarterback. I got a guy that knows the system and he's a seven-time Super Bowl champion. It's the NFC where really the Packers and the 49ers should be our only blockades to get to another Super Bowl. 
the AFC's great. The NFC's down. We, we're in the right conference here. And I got the GOAT back. I got the greatest. With these weapons on offense and this really good defense, I'm going to win another Super Bowl. I'm going to win my second Super Bowl as a head coach. Fourth overall, two as an assistant, two as a head coach. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. Instead, here we are, less than a month after Brady announced he's coming back and Bruce Arians is moving to the front office of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Why now? This is all about Tommy. That's what this is telling me. This is all about Tommy. Now, Brady put on Instagram today, his Instagram, a three-paragraph glowing endorsement of the things he learned and the things that he accomplished under the great Bruce Arians. I'm not buying. I'm not buying it. There were reports last season, there were rumors last season, that Byron Lefwich, the offense coordinator, and Tom Brady would get together early in the week and come up with a game plan. They would go to Byron Lefwich's house. Brady would go to Lefwich's house, and they would come up with a game plan for that week. They would put the plays down on, on uh, I'm assuming, on uh, an iPad. Nobody uses pen and paper anymore except me. They would put the plays down. They'd get ready for practice. They'd show up on Tuesday, Wednesday morning, and Bruce Arians would take a red pen and start scratching plays off. Nope, not going to do that one, not going to do that one, not going to do that one. Because Bruce Arians, in the, in the long run, at the end there, he called the plays. Yes, Brady had options to uh, opt out of those plays, to audible. But Bruce Arians, in the, in, in the end, called the plays. Called the offensive plays. And didn't care about the game plans that Byron Lefwich and Tom Brady came up with. And the first year it worked. They won a Super Bowl. Last year, didn't work quite so well. Lost to the Rams at home in the playoffs. You can't tell me, you cannot tell me, you could try, but you would not be successful. You can't tell me that Bruce Arians moving to the front office, getting out of the way, letting allowing Todd Bowles to be the next coach, has nothing to do with Tom Brady wanting Bruce Arians gone out of the head coaching position. Because Todd Bowles was a defensive coordinator. He's now the head coach. He doesn't want to call the offensive plays. He's a defensive-minded coach. He was with the Jets when he was the head coach there. He doesn't want the play-calling responsibilities. This is the perfect move for Tom Brady. Get rid of Arians. Now Leftwich and I can come up with the game plan, and we can call the play. The plays that we liked that Bruce Arians would get rid of every week, we're going to run them now. Todd Bowles deserves another chance as a head coach. Anybody that coaches the Jets and gets fired deserves another chance. You deserve another chance because you coach the Jets. Offense intended. And now he'll get that chance with Tampa Bay, and he's got the best quarterback who's ever played the game or at least the winningest quarterback that's ever played the game. He's got a good offensive line, good defense, terrific skill position players, and in a division they should dominate, 
in a conference they have a legitimate shot of winning and getting to the Super Bowl. And Bruce Arians didn't send this out in a normal way. The, the Buccaneers didn't make this announcement. Bruce Arians made this announcement on his own. He went to a couple of reporters that he trusted and said, hey, here's the news. I'm going to the front office. Todd Bowles is going to be the new coach. Todd Bowles is being announced today as the head coach. I'm not sure when the Buccaneers were going to make the announcement. Bruce Arians beat them to it. He did, did it on his own terms. It wasn't Adam Schefter. It wasn't Chris Mortensen reporting this. He went to a couple guys he trusted and said, this is what's going to happen. And they went with the story, and then the Buccaneers had to say, yep, that's what's happening. We're going to promote Todd Bowles. Um, we're going to do it tomorrow all of a sudden. I got the feeling Bruce Arians was fine coaching Kyle Trask and uh, the rest of that talented roster and trying to rebuild um, this team and get this team to a Super Bowl or at least to the playoffs with Kyle Trask as quarterback. And when Tom Brady came back, Tom Brady, I feel like here was the conversation between the front office, between the ownership and Bruce Arians. Bruce, we're bringing Tom back. Bruce says, that's great, fantastic. Can't wait to get to work. Well, you're going to be working somewhere else. Because part of bringing Tom back is, they're moving you out of the head coaching position. I believe that's probably how it went. Because this, as I said earlier, this is all about Tommy. This is all about Tommy. And look, if you're Brady and you've got seven Super Bowl rings uh, and you can retire or you can go play somewhere else or you can you know, go watch Giselle do some more modeling, whatever you want to do, if you have that power, then you have that power. And if you don't want Bruce Arians to be your head coach because he interfered with the offensive flow of your game plan, then you have that power. The ownership has to say one of two things. Tom, we're not going to do that for you or whatever you need, Tom. We are so happy you're our quarterback. And that's exactly what they said. And Bruce Arians, look, we're going to set you up in the front office. We're going to give you a nice salary. You're not going to have to do anything. Just don't tell the real story here, Bruce. Because if you tell the real story, we're not going to set you up in the front office and we're not going to give you a lot of money and we're not going to make you this uh, move real easy for you. So Bruce Arians is company man right now. Company man. I'll be interested to see when all of these guys are retired, Arians and, and Brady and Todd Bowles and everybody else, what the real story is. I feel like we kind of know. All right, tomorrow we'll preview the Louisville women's game against South Carolina. How can the Cards beat the mighty Gamecocks, the best team in the country, who only lost two games all year? We'll try to figure out a way. They're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll preview the Final Four. I'll tell you who I think is going to win the National Men's Championship and the women's, for that matter, as well. Tune in tomorrow to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.